Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is Brooks Allen, a senior forward for the Tommy men's basketball team. He talks about his unlikely road to becoming a member of a Division I basketball team, why he chose a new number for this season, having a viral social media post, and much more. You can subscribe to Tommy Talks wherever you get your podcasts, and if you love it, please give us a five-star rating. Now, here's our conversation with Brooks Allen on another edition of Tommy Talks. Brooks, here you are in your fourth year at St. Thomas. If you can remember all the way back, why did you choose St. Thomas? I originally never really wanted to go to St. Thomas. My parents both went to Gustavus. My dad graduated from there. My mom only for one year. That's where they met. And then she went back home to St. Cloud and finished up at St. Cloud State. Um, So they weren't exactly Tommy fans growing up. (laughs) Gustavus, when, when they're good, is one of their biggest rivals back in the D3 days. So... My grandparents also grew or live in Lesur. That's where my dad grew up. Ten minutes down the road from Gustavus, they would have loved for me to go to Gustavus. They recruited me probably the hardest of any school, and they would have loved to just drive ten minutes down the road and watch all my games. So they were kind of pushing for that. My parents surprisingly didn't really care. Personally, I didn't even know I wanted to play college basketball for the majority of my high school career because all the way back in high school, like freshman year, oh, did not start on the freshman team. Right. I came off the bench. Sophomore year, played a little JV, but mainly two halves of sophomore team, one half of JV. Junior year, started the year only playing in JV, sitting on the end of the bench for varsity, and then I'd get in during garbage time, had a couple buckets here and there, find myself in the starting spot by the end of the year on varsity. And then senior year, was kind of wasn't a star player, but I had a good year, kind of, just like a role player, but I started. And at the end of the year, I had some good games. thought, you know, maybe this basketball thing isn't too bad. Maybe I'll keep playing for the next couple <laughs> of years. Commit to St. Thomas because my high school coach, uh, he was in the program here. He, like, reached out to uh, St. Thomas for me. Like, my mom basically forced me to. I'm like, Mom, I'm not not reaching out to them. If they wanted me, they would recruit right. me. <laughs> and she's like, Brooks, sometimes you just have to make the first move sometimes in life. And she basically forced me to reach out to them. I did. Came on a visit here. But even through all this, I still really wanted to go to the U of M, actually. That's where my brother went to school. And I didn't get into the Carlson School of Business. And if not for that, I probably wouldn't be a Division I basketball player. Because if I would have got in, I for sure would have gone there. And I'd just be a general student there. But thank God it all worked out. And now I'm here. I like I picked St. Thomas. Sorry, I didn't really answer your question, but <laughs> well, that's it's still that's a good reason why you ended up here, right? And your whole journey at St. Thomas is similar to your journey at high school because you were a JV guy. Yep. Freshman year, sophomore year too, or sophomore year was your COVID year, right? Sophomore year was COVID year. We know yeah. we no longer had a D three team. I was like, I was the ninth man on a team that only played eight so <laughs> unless there's some real foul trouble or someone was really banged up i wasn't getting in and how did you stay in 
focused and how did you stay into basketball and get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to stay at this? Because most people, you show up, you're going to be the ninth man on an, on an eight-person squad. might be time to move on, but you stayed at it. Yeah, I mean, freshman year especially was probably the toughest. You'd be going down to Bethany Lutheran on like a Wednesday night to play their JV team and you're on a bus for two hours and you have to wait up for your, wake up for your 8 a.m. the next day and you're like, wow, is this really worth it to play Division Three JV basketball? And, you know, I just stuck with it. COVID year wasn't great either, obviously, for a multitude of reasons. But then with the whole Division One transition, we had a – me and JT and the rest of the coaching staff had a long talk. They were like, you know, right now uh, we're looking at keeping eight guys and you're – Obviously the ninth, based on like I knew it, they knew yeah. it, everyone knew I was number the ninth nine again, guy. and and they're like, um, we would love to keep you. You're a great teammate. Your role would probably just be end of the bench guy, practice player. You know, just being supportive, like we know you'd be. But you also have to understand if a power five dude wants to transfer in who's six ten, we have to do what's in the best interest of the program, and we'd have to take him. And I was like, yep, completely understand. They're like. Okay, just come to spring practices and summer practices or whatever because it was partially that they didn't know if they could if they had room for me with the division one roster maximum right but it was also partially i didn't know what to expect for d1 like the travel the summer practice the time dedication to it so i didn't i wasn't a hundred percent sure i even wanted to but they're like just come to spring practice summer practice see if it's something you like and and who knows we'll see what ends up happening so I show up. They never told me to leave. <laughs> All of a sudden last fall, um, you know, we had some people quit and some people decommitted late and everything. All of a sudden last fall I'm looking around. I'm like telling my parents, I go, yeah, I think I might play this year. And obviously they're like, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't play your last two years of D3. I'm sure you're going to play this year. Right. And it all kind of just, just kept getting better, I guess, and it all ended up working out. So not only do you sometimes have to uh, make the first move in life, but you have to be able to take advantage when the opportunity arises. And that's just what you did. I mean, have you had a pinch yourself kind of moment yet where you're like, dude, I, I can't believe this is it. I'm here. Yeah, I've certainly like taken time to step back and kind of soak it all up, especially like moments you're at Creighton, full house. Right. Number ninth ranked team in the country, and you're toe-to-toe with them for a good chunk of the game. And after that, you look back and you're like, wow, this is amazing. But there's also an aspect to it where as you improve or see results, your expectations change. So obviously last year I came into the year with no expectations. Right. But when you start to have some success, your expectations grow. So like my expectations last year aren't exactly the expectations I have for myself now. And I feel like there's a good balance between pinch myself, like, wow, I'm like super proud of myself. I can't believe... I'm here. I never would have dreamed three years ago that I'd be a Division One basketball player. But there's also part of me where it's like, all right, now I am here. We got to focus on the now. We got to focus on what's next. We got to keep getting better, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think you should have changed to number nine because you were nine on an eight-man team in high school, nine on an eight-man team in, at, at St. Thomas, and here you are. But you ended up uh, moving from 31 to 14. Why? Yeah. So. I was never 31 before growing up. What number were you in high school? Did you have like a set number or just whatever whatever jersey they could give you? Uh, my junior year, I picked number 41 because uh, 
one of my family friends, Stefan Mitchell, he went he was at Shakopee. He was forty one and then he went to Boston College and it was the it was the year after he was gone. Or maybe it was my sophomore year. Either one, but I just picked it as like a joke. Right. And like, oh, he, <laughs> there's a new 41 in town. <laughs> so I was that. And then my senior year, I switched to 11. And we had these really baggy, ugly uniforms. But we got new ones halfway through the season. So then halfway through the season, I switched from 11 to 23. And then in college, I was just assigned 31. Yeah. I didn't really love it. So then this year. I asked if I could switch to 14, mainly just because it's a large and not an extra large, and I look like I fill it out a little bit better. <laughs> I actually saw a tweet from Scout Mason, the Tommy Media guy here, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yeah, Bjorkland and uh, Allen look like they've added on some, like, Division One weight this year, and I was I was, I was wanted to reply. I didn't, but I was wanted to say, <laughs> nope, haven't gained any weight to actually just switch to a smaller jersey. <laughs> See, that's just perfect. That's the way to do it, man. It's all about <laughs> how it looks. That's awesome. So you're not uh, number nine. You're number 14. Uh, but you also played tennis in high school. Now, were you the ninth person on the tennis team and an eight-person tennis team? Like, were you the third person on the doubles team? No. Um, so I played varsity tennis seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Kind of come from a tennis family. My sister plays a little bit. My mom played in college. My brother played at the University of Minnesota and then took his COVID year at Virginia, and and they ended up winning the national championship there last year. And I kind of always played growing up, and those, that's one of those sports where it's not a contact sport. It doesn't really matter how big you are. So especially in Minnesota where it's cold nine months of the year, if you play, like, at all in the winter, you'll probably be good enough to make your high school team <laughs> in seventh grade. So me saying, oh, I was on varsity in seventh grade isn't really that crazy of a thing. Um, so seventh grade I played second doubles. Eighth grade I played first doubles with who I mentioned earlier, Stefan Mitchell. If yeah. I was actually big back then, we would have had two six eight dudes on the tennis court, <laughs> but I hadn't quite hit my growth spurt yet. And then – my freshman year, I was playing one doubles as well. And then after that, I decided, decided to just focus on basketball. Okay. Uh, any regrets about giving up tennis? No. Nope. No. Do you still pick up the racket every now and then? No, I think I've picked up a racket two times since I quit, and I don't ever really miss it. Unless if I'm watching, like, Wimbledon or the U.S. Open yeah. finals. But that's about it. Even though – so your family – it sounds like I heard somebody say – that your family's had a lot of success at the high school level in tennis. Well, there may or may not be a stat out there that I'm the only male in my immediate family to never win a state championship. Well, that's too bad, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was able to I was able to put that in my bio and got a viral TikTok out of it, so that's that counts for something, I yeah. guess. That's if that's what it's all about, man. It's about how you look in the jersey, and it's all about the viral TikTok. It's all about branding yourself. <laughs> that's right. You and Parker Bjorklund. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, your favorite memories so far from the Division One era. The one that jumps to mind for me, and this might not even be a memory for you, but Kansas City, at Kansas City, you had two dunks early, and just the grin on your face as you were running back after the second dunk, you looked like you were having the time of your life. Yeah, that was that was a fun one, you know. I don't often get above the rim, but getting above the rim <laughs> twice, I think I had three dunks all year, and two of them were within a minute of each other, so that was yeah. always exciting. But I would say my favorite memory from Division One so far, on the court I would say at Creighton, just an electric environment, 
had a good game personally. I feel like we played well as a team too. Obviously, didn't get the outcome we wanted, but when you're in your second year of Division One and you're battling with the ninth-ranked team in the country, it feels pretty good afterwards. But I'd say my favorite memories from just like a like a with my teammates standpoint would be after our first win last year in New York City. Went out to t- Times Square that night and just everyone was in a great mood obviously and I think that was my favorite experience. You've come from playing JV to D- Division 1. So this probably doesn't seem crazy to you, right? The the move from D3 to D1, you've done it. It probably doesn't seem like that big of a deal to go out there and of course you guys were going to win some games, right? Yeah, I think the talent gap across all levels of basketball isn't as big as people would really think and I feel like basketball players as a whole kind of realize this to some extent because if you're in an open gym with D1 guys, Division 3 guys, maybe some people playing overseas, like if you can hoop, you can hoop. It doesn't really matter what level you're at. It's more of like as evident as last year was, like it's size, it's strength. Right. That's the main difference. There's yeah. The skill levels, if you're in college, you're a skilled basketball player. How do you think you've grown the most from where you were at the beginning of your collegiate career to where you are now? I'd say I've gotten a little stronger, a little more athletic. I shoot the ball better now, but I think the main thing is just understanding our principles and our concepts and what we're trying to do on on the court. I feel like I understand a system well. I feel like I'm a system player, honestly. Like if I'm in, an, I'd be playing with a bunch of 40-year-olds at lifetime, and <laughs> unless I got an offense to run and some defensive principles, I'm not going to be as effective just based off of pure skill and athleticism. Even against the 40-year-olds. You don't have any of those old man moves yet? Not yet. Maybe <laughs> next year. Maybe if I use a fifth year, I'll get some next year. Yeah. Here's what I do know is that you're going to join some team next year, and you're going to be the ninth man on the eight-man team, and then in a couple of years you're going to move your way into the starting rotation at the <laughs> Lifetime Fitness Center. <laughs> Tell us about your uh, finance major and what you want to do with that. Um, I haven't really thought too much about what specifically I want to do. I'm kind of open for whatever opportunity presents itself. Um, like I said, I have another year of eligibility left, so I still hopefully have some time to think about that. But also with basketball, we have practice in the summer, so it's been tough to get an internship, which that can be kind of frustrating because you're like, you're like, well, it's not that I'm not qualified. It's just I have lifting from 8 to 9 and practice at 3, and I don't think anyone wants me coming in to work at 10 to 2 right. as an intern. But I'm confident it'll all work itself out, hopefully. What do you want to do with that? Do you have any ideas? Like, why did you choose finance? Um, I was originally going to be accounting because my dad's an accountant and my brother did his undergrad in accounting. Did they win state championships in accounting? No. They won state championships in (laughs) basketball and tennis. Okay. But then when COVID hit, my brother is like, put you should put some money in the stock market and i was like i don't know like i don't have that much money i don't want to risk losing it all in the stock market so no just trust me like the stock market just crashed you're not going to lose money and i saw like great returns like right away i'm like checking my robin hood every day and that kind of just i didn't like accounting at all I'm like this is so yeah. boring so then that got me to switch like i'm like i want to do finance now i want to do stocks yeah. and so i kind of switched and i like it way better it seems more like 
personable in a way where accounting you're just sitting there looking at numbers all day right right at least there's some give and take and you can there's a little bit more action whereas numbers are pretty static yeah and that's you know that's one thing i like about math is math never changes just the formulas stay the same just the numbers inside it change it right mm-hmm. it's pretty simple but it can be pretty boring uh social media seems to be a pretty big deal to you and i guess everybody your age but are you better at social media than other people because you've had a couple of videos go viral, right? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say. I. Li- I mean, I like social media. I'm on it a lot. But when I'm posting something, I'm kind of just. I think it's funnier. I'm doing it for fun. I'm not trying to like build myself up or make a living off of it by right. any means. But as opposed to better than others, uh, there's no one I can really think of. Maybe like Parker. Probably just better than Parker. But that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> If you're going to be better than somebody, be better than Parker, I guess. <laughs> uh, when when I go around campus, I see a lot of people on other sports teams for the Tommies cheering for other sports teams. Do you have a favorite Tommy sports team that you like to cheer for outside of men's basketball? I would say football. I just like football in general. I'm a big college football fan. Yeah, Our football team's having a lot of success this year, so that's great to see. Uh, last year I lived with two of them. Luke Lena and Trent Meyer. So yeah. it's always good to get out and support those boys. But I also like watching volleyball. We've been to a soccer game. That's interesting. I don't know a whole lot about soccer. I'd say the two main ones. Oh, actually, men's hockey is fun to watch too. Yeah. I'd say football, volleyball, and hockey. Yeah. It really seems like, especially maybe Luke Glenna is the key here because I know he played with a lot of the guys on the basketball team uh, through high school. Uh, seeing the football players at the basketball game, especially last year, they were always out here. Seems like that's a pretty symbiotic relationship between you two. Yeah, they're, they are great. Last year they were, they'd have the whole bleacher fold, filled up with football players at times. And again, last Friday we had a great crowd here, and I saw a lot of football players down in that corner. Yeah. It's fun to see. They get into it. They they bring a lot of juice. <laughs> they, they bring some intensity. Can Glenna still hoop? Uh, Yeah, I worked a uh, basketball camp with him this last summer. His shot looks fine. Yeah. I don't know. He might be more of a pick-you-up-full-court defensive <laughs> pressure kind of guy, but, you know, every team needs one of those too. That's right. That's right. Uh, what about your favorite sports teams in general? Are you a Minnesota sports fan across the board? So I was a huge Gopher fan up until like a year or two ago. I right. remember freshman year, I th- um, it was the, the Badgers came to town. JT went to Wisconsin for grad school, and I asked if we could get practice moved up from like 10 a.m. to 8 a.m., and some of the older guys on the team were like, what is this freshman doing telling yeah. coach to move practice up to 8 a.m. on a Saturday? And <laughs> Because college game day was in town, I want to go to the game because my family had season tickets for, like, my whole life. But also grew up, I liked Kansas basketball, kind of a bandwagon fan. But I saw them play in the Metrodome. And the year after they won the title in it was either 08 or 09, I saw them play in the tournament at the, at the Metrodome. Became fans of them. Other than that, I just like Timberwolves, Vikings, yeah. Wild, Twins. Yeah, and your whole family big sports fans as well? Oh, yeah. Competitive family, I would imagine. So with the amount of athletics that your mom, your dad, everybody else played. Yeah, we're we're definitely a sports family, that's for sure. Who um, Who's the worst loser in your family? Who? Not that you need to put your family business on. on. No, that's a good question. Yeah. I know I have broken a window playing – mini tennis in our 
back when our basement was unfinished, I lo- I choked to my brother. It was like the one time I was going to win. I had multiple match points. We're like literally just playing on with marker on the cement ground and no net and a foam ball. I choke. I throw my racket. It hits the window. I'm like 10 years old. <laughs> but then another time I beat him in ping pong. He throws the paddle towards me kind of. It bounces on my side of the table, pops up, hits the window. It breaks. Although those are two bad, bad examples of being yeah. a good sport, I'd say my might be one of my parents. When they play each other, whoever loses is not. I would say my dad. My mom tells tells the story of this one one time they were just dating in college, and they're at my grandparents' house playing pool in the basement, and my dad keeps losing by like scratching on the eight ball or something. Right. Like my mom's not winning, but <laughs> right. he's just losing. Yeah. First game. Loses, he goes, all right, best of, best of three. Loses again, he goes, best of five. <laughs> loses again in another random way like that. He goes, best of seven. She goes, no, I'm not playing again. She starts running up the stairs, and he grabs her foot and trips her on purpose <laughs> as as he's as she's running up the stairs. So I'd say that might take the cake for yeah. worst sport in the family. <laughs> it's intense, man. If you're going to beat the Allens, uh, watch out. Get out of there. And if you're a window in the Allen household, yeah, yeah, you might not last very long in the basement. Uh, where is the best place on campus for you? Just like hang out? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the gym. That's kind of a cop-out answer, I feel like. Yeah, but, I mean, when I walked in here earlier, you and Riley and everybody else are just kind of out here shooting, right, hanging out? Yeah, I'd say – Either the gym or the hot tub. I like the hot tub in the training room a lot. Yeah, that's not a bad place to be. That's yeah. the first time I've heard that answer, though. What other answers have you got? I get the uh, the um, the loft a lot, and over there in the in the student center. See, I'm more of an energy drink guy, not a coffee guy, so I never really make my way up there. But that's a that's a cool spot. Too. Yeah, get to overlook places, and then I've heard the library a lot. Mm. Could probably be there a little more often. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do for fun when you're not uh, guzzling energy drinks and hanging out in a hot tub? <laughs> I don't know. I just like to hang out with my friends, watch sports. That's pretty yeah. much it. Uh, do you? Are you a TV guy, a book guy? Not a book guy. No. I'll watch TV. I'm, I like movies more than TV series, if I'm being honest. I just don't like – because if I – I have no self-control. If I start a series, I'll just watch it until yeah. it's done. I'll just waste like three days of my life. Whereas a movie, I can get in and out in 90 minutes and right. get the whole story. What's the last TV show that sucked you in and that you had to stream or, or binge the whole way through? Um, I was watching Friday Night Lights late last summer, but then I just I got like two seasons in and just stopped for some reason because there's like seven of them yeah but i just started yellowstone going out to montana twice this year so yeah i had to figure out a little bit about that yeah that's my new show i think yeah well if you see kevin costner tell him i said hi all right i'll let him know uh movie wise what are your favorite types of movies and your favorite movie i like comedies i watched the dictator last night that was a good one so comedies are your favorite uh do you have a favorite actor like, if they make a movie, you're going to see it no matter what. Yeah, probably Will Ferrell. He's pretty good. I like him, but I also 
I love the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies too. So I'm a comedy and action kind of guy. Yeah. Mainly comedy, but I also like good action movie. Those James Bond movies with Daniel Craig, they were a different level of intense yeah. from the other James yeah. Bond. Like the other James Bonds are good and they're kind of campy and fun, but man. The old ones are kind of like yeah, more easygoing, I would say. Right. There's some intense scenes with Daniel Craig. Um, did you see Knives Out with Daniel Craig? I it's, think so. This yeah, it came little, out a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. like that murder mystery yeah. kind of a comedy. That one's, that one's good too. Yeah, yeah. That, that one really, really gets your mind twisted. You never, you never know like what's coming next. Right. It was really good. Are you a Star Wars guy at all? Mm-mm. No. Why not? <laughs> as bad as it sounds, I kind of growing up, I kind of thought all that stuff was like for nerds. So I just <laughs> never watched it. Even though, like, I thought the same way about like Marvel movies, but. Yeah. With, like in high school, I started watching those, and I actually like really liked them. So I They're probably good. I probably really would like Star Wars. Yeah, just never got around to it. Same with like Harry Potter and stuff. Um, I really like Star Wars. Really? Yeah, big fan of Star Wars. Does that make you feel differently about me? A little bit? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but when later on, when he just texts me nerd, I'm gonna know. <laughs> I'm gonna know. Um, what else? As you look back at your time here at St. Thomas, and maybe you have some time left. But I think your story is fascinating, and and Riley Miller is kind of the same way, unheralded recruit, right? Parker Bjorklund comes in, doesn't even play for two years, and is now playing. What would your message be to people who say, like, how did you do it? How do you keep the faith? How do you come go from being a guy who barely played varsity basketball in high school to playing Division One basketball and starting? I would say the main lesson i'm sure this is what everyone who experiences any sort of like success or any sort of like like progression in whatever they do it just it doesn't happen overnight and you just have to put your head down and work like just do the same thing every day and it's not anything crazy you don't have to be puking in the garbage at 5 a.m you just get in shoot for 40 minutes in the morning work hard at practice pay attention know like know what the coaches expect from you know your role that's really all it is and it doesn't happen overnight you keep doing that eventually you'll see yourself in in places you want to see yourself I've always always loved the quote where it's I think it's success is where preparation meets opportunity and I think that's really all it was I kept preparing the same way every day for the couple years I didn't get an opportunity and then when I did just made the most of it and it worked out for the best Brooks, appreciate your time, man. Best of luck the rest of this year, and uh, looking forward to seeing what the Tommies can do this season. All right, thank you.